Hi, I'm Jason, and this is another episode of Rewind and Review. As always, I'm joined by the guy who knows how to handle his black goo, Rob. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that one, but hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Rewind and Review, the retrospective podcast, where we have a look at an existing property from the past, delve into its legacy, discuss how it's held up over time, and even give our own personal experiences. Did we watch it as a kid or sometime later in our lives? Yes. Now, this episode of Rewind and Review, we'll look at the superhero film based on one of Marvel Comics' biggest characters, which celebrated its 15th anniversary this year in 2022. From this film and its trilogy, followed by a second series of two films to various appearances in a number of films set within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and now officially connected to the MCU, we can't help but continue to talk about this character. And hopefully for the last time for a while. We'll see how we go. Mm. So get that sand out of your shoes. Make sure you don't <laughs> get clotheslined and keep your journalistic <laughs> credibility intact as we rewind <laughs> to the year 2007. Swinging 60s, here I come, baby, yeah! Go back to then. When? Now. 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 Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. There's definitely a very slim chance we'll survive. Year 2007, running off the success of the second installment, Sony and Columbia Pictures were ready to go all out and spend the big bucks on the trilogy closer, Spider-Man 3. Yeah, once again, solid title. Very good. Very simple. <laughs> very solid. Um, directed once again by Sam Raimi, um, Spider-Man 3 is the third installment in the Spider-Man trilogy. Set a year after the events of Spider-Man 2, the film follows Peter Parker, once again played by Tobey Maguire, as he prepares for his future with Mary Jane Watson, played by Kiss and Dunst, whilst facing his greatest challenge when he bonds with an extraterrestrial symbiote that increases his abilities but amplifies mm. his anger and other negative traits. And, of course, to make matters worse... Um and to make it all the more convoluted as well peter faces three new villains so he's got uncle ben's true killer flint marco played by thomas hayden church who becomes sandman after a freak accident uh harry osborne once again played by james franco who is now aware of peter's identity and seeks to avenge his father and newcomer eddie brock played by topher grace um, who's a rival photographer who subsequently transforms into venom be warned that if you haven't seen Spider-Man 3 yet, but you want to, go watch it first before listening to this episode. We will be talking spoilers. Now, Rob, have mm -hmm. you? Are you one of those who have seen Spider-Man 3? You've had 15 years. How have you gone? I've had a little while. Yeah, look, so I I thought I'd seen it a couple, like quite a few times, right? Um, but then... You know, the wife and I, the wife, lovely Laura, wife of the wife of the pod, Laura. Um, we're watching it the other night in preparation for this delightful episode. And we um, realized that Laura hadn't seen it at all. And I had actually only seen it uh, once. So 
I have now officially seen this movie twice. Um, I saw it. I definitely remember seeing it when it was released. So I saw it in cinemas. Um, and I think maybe I've just seen snippets of it since, since then, you know, like, and, and clearly we'll talk about the legacy and the, uh, <laughs> you know, some of those very memeable moments in this movie. All the memes. So I, yeah, all the memes. But yeah, look, I've, I've only seen the movie twice now. Um, so, you know, I, I have to admit, um, probably not anywhere near as comprehensive an understanding of the movie or the franchise or the subject matter as yourself, Jason. So tell me, how many times have you seen this movie? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's been a few. It's been a few. Um, but let me just start off. It's been off a couple. Saying, we've we've yeah. covered a few 2007 uh, movies um, this year. Mm. Um, and mm. I've mentioned, you know, so far two of them. That uh, that make up my my trilogy of skipping school to to head to the cinema. Yeah, what the Simpsons yeah. movie, Transformers. Mm-hmm. The first one, the first one I did it for was this one here, Spider Man Three. Yeah, right. Um, very very <laughs> so much anticipation was there for it. I was all about this movie. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, yeah. just pumped, just pumped. Went to the cinema, yeah. watched it. Loved it. Had a hell of a good time. Amazing. Yeah. Went back again. Saw it again. Great time. <laughs> this movie's great. Bear in mind, I'm 17 year old. 17 years old. Yeah, yeah, whatever. This is a this is a movie, but that I swear mm. to God, I can't even think about how many times I've watched it. But every time mm. I watch it, I think I dislike it a little bit more. Every single time, and we'll you get into could, we'll get into all of that. We're going to get into the whys for sure, <laughs> definitely. But I have to before we get into it, before we pull it apart. I just have to say, even though I've seen the movie twice, right? I definitely did not like it as much as I liked it the first time. And in cinemas, this was a ripper of a movie. I thought, you know, like it, you know, with all the villains the, the special effects with sandman oh it just was really great i mean but, there are oh, some damn i hate emo peter i hate emo, <laughs> emo peter peter. so much there are some great special effects moments in this movie there are also some crummy ones mm. uh, oh yeah there's some great scenes some great moments and mm. and you can i can still enjoy those moments but you know like look so many comic book superhero and Spider-Man movies have come out since. And I don't know, just going off the heels, how much did we praise that first Spider-Man film and Spider-Man 2 especially? Yeah. Then we get this and it's like... Oh, that's a masterpiece. Something was a miss. Yeah. Something was a miss, but we will get mm-hmm. into all of it. Look, the legacy of this film, it's still, you know, there's still stuff to talk about here budget uh-huh. now i remember when this was when this was coming out and it was like this was like one of the most if not the most expensive movie ever yeah. made and it was like yes yeah, yeah. do it do it make the spider-man movie like just go nuts <laughs> look the the final figure for how much it costs fell between 258 to 350 mm. million if it is on yeah. that north side it would cements it as being one of the most expensive at least mm. at the time anyway um it yeah. brought in a box office return of 894.9 million worldwide which made it the mm-hmm. third highest grossing for 2007 the highest grossing uh, sam raimi spider-man film 
And yeah. at the time, the highest grossing Sony Columbia film until the James Bond film Skyfall in 2012. There you go. So yeah, I read I read about the budget and that um, you know there's it was quite expensive. What was approved was around the, you know the tune of um, yeah like the two two fifty mark. It blew out along the lines, but I think it was um, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End was the was the like the most expensive next to this, and that was at three hundred mil. So if it did get to that high that that higher end. Of the uh, the speculation, although it's never really kind of been confirmed, and this would be this would take that that um mm. that hat for sure. Um, so yeah, that's you know it's impressive. Third highest grossing for two thousand seven. Geez, we we spent some money that year, didn't we? <laughs> Bloody hell! Bloody hell! But um, so critical rating. Um, so you know, generally speaking, um, everyone can agree with this. I think so. More characters, more plot lines, dazzling action sequences. But just not as refined as the first two. Um, it really sums it up, eh? <laughs> it really does. Um, it really does. Now, Rotten Tomatoes, I've got it here. At, um, so it's a 63% at the moment um, based on 262 reviews. That's an average of 6.2 out of 10. Uh, Metacritic, um, it's 59 out of 100 um, based on 40 reviews. And Cinema Score, give it a B. Plus. And Mr. Roger Ebert, you know, it's two out of four stars. Um, now you put this, these notes here, Jason, but you've just basically some, I guess, summarized his quote, a mess. Roger yep. Ebert says it was a oh, mess. Well, he said a few what others else can, can you say, but essentially what else he, can can, you say? he said it's a mess. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's it. I'll tell you what, it's a beautiful mess, but it's a mess. It's a good looking mess. mess. It's a shiny, sparkling mm. visual delight of a mess. Um, Sandy mess. Look, this will this will be quick. Um, awards. We always like to talk about the awards. Uh, look, this movie yeah. was nominated for some visual effects awards, uh, various MTV and Kids Choice awards. You know, like things like uh, that. Yeah. Most popular mm. movie of whatever. Um, yeah. It, the only award it won, it only won a Golden Trailer Award for the categories called Best Summer Blockbuster. Okay. Yeah. Bravo. Well done. That's all right. Well done, Sam Raimi and Spider-Man <laughs> 3. Um, but that's, it actually surprised me they didn't get a bit more love from the Academy when it comes to visual effects, given how much they spent on it. And it oh, really was the, quite innovative. I mean, the but, sand, just the Sandman stuff, surely. Yeah, like Could've. truly. But apparently, apparently not. Apparently not. Um, franchise, I'll touch a couple of these. But guess what? We've already gone through these if you listen to our earlier episodes. But, um, you know, there's the uh, television films, so the Amazing Spider-Man series, Spider-Man in 1977, Spider-Man Strikes Back in 1978, Spider-Man The Dragon's Challenge in 1981. And then we start to move into the, the, uh, the features, um, you know, Japanese film Spider-Man in 78. And then you get uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy. There's a big gap. So that, you know, we've, we've done these episodes, as you've already mentioned. We had number one in 2002, number two in 2004, and the movie we are talking about today, Spider-Man 3, is 2007. Mm. Yeah, you've got the you've got the Mark Webb Amazing Spider-Man films, um, and then we get to the the MCU yeah. from like Captain America: Civil War through to oh, well, yeah, Spider-Man: No Way Home, which again yeah. cements this film or this trilogy, uh, you know, within the MCU. We got returning characters, mm-hmm. Sandman. Um, yeah, yeah, and I guess Tony Maguire. Jack- yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's right. That's it. Yeah. Obviously, the animated <laughs> Spider Verse films 
Um, and who even knows what's going on with Sony's Spider-Man universe, you know, the Venom films, that Morbius movie that yeah. was a thing. And I don't even know the dates anymore. I haven't seen it. But Craven the Hunter and Madam Web. I don't even know when they're coming out. They keep getting pushed back. I don't really care. Um, yeah. Mate, the... I mean, I, I heard I heard Morbius was an absolute brilliant movie, mate. What are you talking about? Well, it was so good they, oh. they released it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't seen it. Um, so one day I will when I have enough to drink, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> um, Remember when we talked about Spider-Man 2 and the, the Spider-Man 2, the movie, the video game or whatever the hell it's called? Um, and yeah. I was like, it's superb. It's fantastic. They, they nailed the Spider-Man mechanics really felt like you were swinging through new york yeah so yeah. they um so they did a spider-man 3 the movie the video game whatever it's called mm-hmm. uh definitely a step down they they simplified the mechanics i don't even yeah. think the graphics were as good yet this was a game that was on the the next generation of console generation, yeah. yeah it was yeah. that's all i've got to say about that i think but that's um very, very sad <laughs> i haven't played it but um um I actually haven't played any of those Spider-Man games. Like, but um, the, it's essentially the same yeah, thing. I, you've got the New York City sandbox, so you're swinging around, mm-hmm. and then you've got your campaign, so you get your story and stuff, which is, you know, it's just fine, and you're, you're doing things. But it's sort of like, yeah. and once I finished the campaign, I was like, I don't know, I'd rather just go back and swing around New York on the, you know, playing Spider-Man yeah. 2. So, yeah, no, not great, not great. And like I said... Have you played, have you played uh, Miles Morales on PS4? Um, yes, yeah. So the the PS4 ones, like pretty much from Spider Man Two until the PS4 Spider Man games, yeah, they mm. just did not know what to do with the mechanics, and then yeah. they went back to it with that PS4 Spider Man game, and obviously with Miles Morales as well. Apparently they nailed it. Apparently, they yeah, they have. Interesting. It's good. This movie though, mm-hmm. cultural impact. Yeah. Now you already touched on it a little bit. Oh, yeah, the memes, all the memes about this movie, and I guess it's probably mm. you know not the best credit. Uh, to give this movie but <laughs> it has created such an online presence with the really bully is. Maguire thing you know emo Peter Parker oh, the yeah. uh, the horrendous Peter dance love it or hate it oh, probably more hate it I it's... hate it so much <laughs> but actually you know, no, I've got I've got comments I've got comments on it I don't hate it, it I, I've got it's a little bit more nuanced than that but um uh yeah the bully Maguire emo, emo Maguire the um you know, you get to see him. Look, so actually, I was reading um, that you know, um, Maguire was actually happy about these these changes to the character because at least it gave him a little bit of chance to to muck about with it and play around. <laughs> different, yeah. um, you know, when he when he snaps at um, uh, Mister Dikovich, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's not just about the emo elements. There's also the whole idea is you're talking about his character transforming because he's infected by a symbiote. You know, and, it's, and that's inf- impacting him. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's got you know it's got meaning behind it all, but God, it's annoying. Oh, it's got I mean, meaning um, behind it all. <laughs> got so much meaning and meaning, indeed, Jason. You are know, a yeah. clever. Mammal. I mean, you know, like what what's the best ammo for a meme? And it's just poorly written and poorly delivered dialogue, <laughs> and it's just things like, yeah. "I'm gonna throw some dirt in your eye." Like it's stuff like that that becomes mm. a meme because it's horrendous. It's horrendous. Yeah. And we'll talk more about the horrendousness of these things. Um, <laughs> you know what? In 2017, there was um, there was a re-release uh, called Spider-Man Three Editors Editors Cut. Now, oh, okay. 
very few little differences in this, basically not even right. worth talking about any of them. Yeah, okay. And that's that's and a that's... bit of it's a bit upsetting because you know this is there's this film it's so widely known how much is on the cutting floor, you know, like they they you know originally Raimi wanted to um, do a either you know a fourth or split this like the studio also mm. toyed up with the idea apparently of splitting it in two all of these different things um but you know the different reading through it if you go on the imd page and have a look at just some of the trivia and and and, and the notes of the production notes around there it's like they, they filmed so many additional scenes and alternative endings and all this stuff and you just want to see more a lot of it would have been more character development like you know, one, one I thing wish I, that they've done it a, a yeah. disservice a little bit. No, I mean, one thing I always wanted from this movie was, like, I wanted to see the black suit in, like, mm. in, like, superhero action. You know, actually just doing doing the super saves, yeah. but, like, in just, like, an, an aggressive way <laughs> kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, saving an old lady's purse, but then beating the shit out of the guy that tried to nab it or something yeah. like that. Just, just showing that difference yeah. and just a little bit more character development for you know the 17 other characters for, that we got in this film yeah for eddie for gwen for mm. everybody yeah so there's absolutely there yeah there's a few things that could have been changed and yeah the whole thing with the the fourth film that could have come you know like it was mm. i mean they had an intention they they had no interest of ending the the series where they ended it yeah. i mean pretty much they were like going they they were about to start production of the of the fourth yeah. film when Sony announced that they were going to change course and um yeah. you know like Re-re-re-re. Sam Raimi stepped down and, and then Tobey Maguire stepped down as well and then they were like all right let's uh let's amazing let's Spider-Man again. this thing up let's reboot the dark and gritty untold story that was the same story anyway it was the same story indeed <laughs> yeah, oh, good film Spider-Man uh, no way home if we're talking legacy cultural impact Sandman returns in that movie uh, we already kind of touched on that um, although, although I know, I know, um, um, Thomas Hayden Church rep- reprises the role, but I don't even think you see him in the flesh, do you? In that movie, when you think about it, uh, it's all, it's all CG and motion capture. You know what? Not until the very end where, and of course we're talking spoilers for, for No Way Home now. Um, but yeah, when, <laughs> when, it, when Sandman gets cured and he goes back to human of form, course. even though yeah. he can pretty much be in human form anyway whenever he wants but like mm. whatever yeah it, like that movie it's like because they didn't actually need the actor on stage the whole time they're like oh yeah. we'll just we'll just cgi the sand guy the sand version of him mm. and just then, get his voice yeah but they did get have it all in post i think they just reused footage and yeah obviously they they got his they just got him to do adr which is great good for him but anyway yeah. the sandman legacy lives on um mm. And just this last point, obviously Sam Raimi, after doing this film, did not go on to do any other superhero or comic book related films until Doctor Strange in the Multiverse yeah. of Madness. Um, yeah. Did that come out this year? That was this year, wasn't it? That was 2022. Uh, oh, mate, there are no such things as years anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, all, just... it's all one <laughs> We just lived day yeah. by day. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think it was this year. I think we watched it. To, we watched it together, mate. Um, did we? Didn't we? No, we um, didn't. I watched it with. I watched it with my other friends, Jason. Whoa. <laughs> so, um, uh, I'd be offended. With, uh, 
I'd I think be offended, but I friend of the show, Stefan Ben. Right, big shout out, Stefan Ben. Yeah, yeah, I'd be offended, but I go to the movies with my wife every time, pretty much. Indeed, <laughs> but um, but with that, I mean, remember that movie? I mean, you do remember that movie? Um, that was that was like Raimi through and through. Like there were so many little Raimi isms in that movie. Yeah. Um, just like there was in um in Spider Man Two with like you know the like the faux horror stuff with um. You know, Doc Ock's tentacles and all that. Yeah, but just like, like way more, way more. Yeah, and, and much like more. much like every Spider-Man, like uh, sorry, Sam Raimi film. You know, you, you get like mm. um, the cameo of his car. You get um, you know Bruce Campbell's back Campbell. in this one. Yeah. now as a French. Jeez, he's, um, he's, he's the so good in this. Yeah, I thought he was great in this one. Yeah, so, you know, you get Better all than... the you get the Raimiisms. Just um, yeah, but it, it, it's just it's so strange, like. There's no pun there. Um, it's just so strange like, <laughs> film where where Venom is one of the villains that they didn't lean into the like the horror elements mm. through Raimi's like even even a scene. I mean, look, there's a you know like the scene on the bed with the symbiote sort of you know, the lightnings out there. Okay, a little bit there. The stuff yeah. with the you know the church bells and it's like okay, yeah, a little bit horrific kind of like oh, what is kind this? of. But just not yeah. to that level of like, like the scene with Doc Ock in Spider Man Two with the, you know, in the surgery, sort of, yeah, in operating theater, like horrific, horrific. Where was yeah, that yeah. kind of? That would have been perfect with the symbiote with Venom. But anyway, all good. I agree. I agree. All right. On that, let's. I think we already started, but let's get into mm-hmm. Spider Man Three, the actual the movie itself. How about we start with? The score, and the only reason I want to start yeah. with the, the music, the score, is because once again we get this sort of it runs for a few minutes, but like this opening titles, yeah, the, the, the scores playing. You get the you know like the 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 Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire Spider Man theme. Then we get a mm-hmm. in this film we get a little bit of an introduction of like the Sandman. And the the symbiote theme as well, which I think is yeah. the new highlight in this film. I enjoy it. Yeah, I'm a bit of a sucker for it. Yeah, just, so and the the visuals again, like through these these opening credits or oh. whatever you call it. Tell you what, the, the opening fun. credits. So, and I, I said this to you know the lo- lovely wife that I was like, they really do the, all three of these movies. Well, well, actually, no, sorry, number two and number three. They it's just such a really efficient way of of bringing the. Um, you know, the audience up to speed, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, if you've got your fans, they're already going to know what's going on, on, but it's just, it's a visual representation of what's happened. And, you know, it immediately ties it all in. So you can just get started straight away like, where things drop, le- like left. But off it really, kind of thing. like, by, by doing it, they're really highlighting. And it showcases like, the score. Yeah. Well, well, that's it. You get to enjoy that just in its entirety, but it's also bringing home that it's like, these movies are really connected. It's not just like, yeah, look, this is a standalone mm. film. It's like, no, 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 like, there's a journey that we've been on. And it is kind of, yeah, just, just bringing that home. I, I will admit, Spider-Man 2, they used artwork, you know, like of mm. of scenes from the, the first film. In this one, they're just yeah. basically using snippets of video. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's still good, but like something a little bit missing there. But lots of cool visuals yeah. with the, like, you see like the sand and you see the symbiote sort of crawling mm. around and that's when you get that new like 
Yeah. Like, uh, was that yeah. X-Men? I yeah. think I did that wrong. Anyway. That was definitely X-Men. That yeah. was like X-Men, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, it's there. It's there. It's 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 somewhere in there. But anyway, the the school mm-hmm. overall, I feel like they really throughout the whole movie, I think they really used like like the the, the Spider Man theme for those like triumphant moments. Yeah, almost like really again, just bringing it home, just being like, hey, Spider Man's doing something cool, or like Spider Man's back, like the red suit's back. Play your yeah. score, like just give it to us, and it works. Yeah, um, yeah. You can't argue. I don't think anyone can argue that it's like they're not using the established score and uh, to great effect when needed. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, look for yeah to start with a big a big pro for this movie. The music works. Mm. Yeah, look, like I can't, you know, can't, I I like it. I can't really fault it. It had enough throwbacks to the um to the other two. I mean, so I read, I was reading as well in preparation for this that Danny Elfman, um, he he kind of pulled out originally due to creative differences with Raimi in the studio, but then he ended up by coming back and working with um, Christopher Young. We didn't say who actually did the score, so Christopher oh yes, because I'm a terrible person. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um. So and um. Yeah, like so. There's still uh, the influence of um, Elfman is in there, um, but you know it, you, it's it's so fresh and, and with with two new um, two new villains and 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 two, two new score elements. It, it's interesting. It keeps it, it keeps it interesting. Um, I liked it. I think it's great. Um, and if you, I'm not not quite sure. You know, some of the, some of the bigger ones that Christopher Young's done, just so you know, um, he did Swordfish and Ghost Rider as examples. Um, but uh, he's not as well known as you know, obviously, as someone like Danny Elfman. But um, definitely good quality, I think. Good quality brings a good, good sound. quality. No, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Look, we Peter Parker. Let's dive yeah, into say what you need to say. Say what you need to say. <laughs> Get it off your chest, Jason. Get it off your chest. We are. I mean, you said it a little bit. You know, you said it just before. We are getting a different kind of Peter mm. Parker in this movie. And I'm not just talking about when the symbiote gets him and he becomes one with them. It's all emo and dark and now, you know, it's yeah. from the get-go on this film, we're getting a Peter Parker in a completely different situation, which is things are going good for him, you know, like the yeah. public love him. Um, you know, he's got MJ, they're happy. He's, he's showing up to class. He's, He's showing up to MJ's shows. He's there in the front row, you know, like he's flirting yeah, with this yeah. new chicken at school. <laughs> um, yeah. Things at work yeah. seem to be okay. This is where it starts to get a little bit rocky. But, you know, overall, mm. he's, things are good. He's going to ask MJ to marry him. He's on top of the, yeah. he's on top of the world. And because, yeah. you know, it, it's weird because, like, we've gone from seeing, like, a pretty beat up, down on his luck, Peter Parker, very sympathetic yeah. towards him, just want the best for him, you know, sacrifice. Oh, man, so noble, all of that stuff, making us mm-hmm. love him this whole time, rooting for him. And then we start this yeah. movie and he's just like a cocky son of a bitch and it's like, yeah. oh, man. Mm. It is tricky. You feel, it is tricky. Yeah, I Look, it's so, I mean, clearly, I, I think, it, you know, it's, it's an intentional direction for them. I don't know if it backfires because... He truly is hateable. Like you really, 
everything, like his decisions, the way he treats um, MJ, like, or Mary Jane in this, really, or MJ. I'm not sure which the primary they refer to. What I like to do is just go back and forth between the two. <laughs> yeah, it seems, it seems to be that. But anyway, um, like, you genuinely feel so bad for her. Like, she's she doesn't even get a chance to, like, she's got so many bad things happening in her life and she can't. She can't actually, um, you know, confide in him because he's too, you know, he's just too cocky. Not too cocky, just too ego. Like, you know, that there's that beautiful meme um, that gets used very incorrectly nowadays um, or, at, you know, incorrect context where he's just like, they love me. <laughs> and he's just, you know, because he's just lapping in all of the, you know, the way that everyone's celebrating him, but he can't even notice when his own partner is struggling. And you're like, oh, you prick such a prick there's so many moments in this movie you know like he's taking a photo of nj but then he'll Mm. focus more on the banner that says like go spidey we love you or whatever it is or you know like you know they're having a the the kiss with gwen like oh jesus yes no it's like that is their kiss is their kiss what can you do the conversation they're having at dinner and it's like you know like mj is telling him that it's like you know Mm. like the bad reviews and you know she wants Mm. to tell that like she's no longer in the show all that kind of stuff and he's just going on about like you know, it's why and he's like the way he's talking. It's just very like I know he's whispering because obviously he can't talk yeah. loudly about it, but it's just yeah. such a condescending, just like shut up, this isn't about you. And she says that she calls him out. Yeah, she says, yeah, she goes, it's not about you, it's about me, kind of thing. And he so, still keeps on doing it. So know? what this on one hand, what this movie does is that like we move away from rooting and liking mm. Peter, and then we're mm. we're like, okay, cool, we're empathizing a little bit with MJ. However, yeah, I do find MJ in this movie still, despite the fact that we we have a position to be so empathetic, mm. I find her the most unlikable. And nah, mainly, it's nah. <laughs> do you have a, do you Sorry, have a, you can... do you have an actual rebuttal or just <laughs> no it's I just not wholeheartedly it's not, disagree it's not in terms of what she's actually doing like what the character's doing because again this movie yeah. is positioning her to be very empathetic but it's the way yeah. that she is tackling the mm. very egocentric cocky peter rather than just yeah. pulling him up and being like yo stop you're doing this yeah. and this is what's not cool. She'll actually mm. just be biting at him. So yeah, like okay. so rather than being like, look, here's this is the problem that we're having, let's fix it. She mm. does actually just mm. it, it's yeah, it's just like it's like she well, wants to it... fight. She wants to fight mm. in this movie, and it's just I, it's, I it's respectfully great. disagree in a way in, in the sense that. She wants to fight because I, I, what I get from her is like relatability that she's just a mere mortal human as well, you know. So she's not, she's also not perfect. So she's struggling, and sometimes you, yeah, you don't might not do do things the way that you want to, but you still should expect your partner to be able to respond mm. to that. But, I think maybe but no, I, I see, I see what you're saying, but I mean, what, I guess what we're, what um, happens with this is my interpretation anyway with two viewings is. You've got um, you know, Peter, like they, they need to show that he's, you know, he is, his ego is developing and his confidence is developing in order for, you know, when he does have the symbiote, in order for that to become more pronounced and then get out of control. So he does need to be in that shitty headspace. It's just, 
you know, I, I, I just, I, oh, I just think he's just an idiot a little bit. You know, I think he, he probably could have had a little bit more understanding. It doesn't feel as real to me, I guess. Whereas I feel for me, MJ is more real um, in that sense. Like she's not. No, I, and she, yeah. I buy that. Okay. You know, that that's a, that's a fair statement. I mean, I just, I don't know. Just something about her in this movie just is, is just quite grating. And I think it, it is because she does. <laughs> give up so easily like i think a better storyline potentially for their relationship could have been focused more yeah. on um like you know because he's spider-man that's the problem you know like he yeah. does have to go away every now and then to save the day yeah. away from her leaving her so he's not there for her for that reason or yeah. you know like she's worried about him and that stress is you know, like really weighing down on her. I feel like there would have been more, just something more powerful rather than just like, now he's cocky um, and she's wrapped up in her own stuff that. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, they're both just in a position where it's like, oh, I don't like either of you. It's like, just stop, like just break up already. Yeah, okay. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. But, man. And the singing, mm. I, I just, I can't deal. Oh. <laughs> the, the singing oh. of the show. Oh, just... oh. It's rough, what, man. What? What? It's, it's, yeah. You mean you're talking about M. Mary I'm Jane, talking about, right? yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, yeah. just adds yeah. to the fuel of just like, I'm not enjoying you as a character, as a person, as a. It's just Well, <laughs> Jason, I have to say, she, sing, she sings far better than I. I could. So what I have said, hundred percent. I felt um, okay with it. <laughs> no, whether it's um, the whether it's the style of the show that this movie mm. for some reason has put mm. her in, I I I don't know. But I mean, I guess that's it's part of this stylized world, isn't it? Which is within this yeah. Spider-Man universe. It's almost like yeah. a weird. I don't know. It's mm. just, it's just weird. It's just, it's just, just um, a strange thing. I mean, we can we could probably say quite fairly that you know this version of Peter Parker as well. There's there's a certain level of um, that's you know the portrayal is slightly unrealistic in certain degrees, right? Because that's the world that they're trying to build. So you know you can also have the same for the supporting characters as well. Yeah. Um, although they they do appear like in this one. So for me, in this movie, Peter Parker is off the chain unrealistic like when it comes to how he's reacting to the people around him you know like you go from movie two where he you know he's conflicted about his responsibilities and all of that but then he takes a step up um kind of thing and then after that then you've got here where he's just like no i don't like, as in he's he seems to evolve beyond caring about his responsibilities to embracing like popularity and, and celebrityism and that to me i think is too much of a shift in his character it. like it's not real yeah that's right um, so so again like what we've got is that like you know two protagonists i'm finding quite unlikable and yeah. then as the movie progresses it's like you know you you, you just said it's like it, it almost doesn't feel like we're getting real characters anymore and i think to yeah. load on top of that the acting just isn't great it's not mm. good in this in this film i don't know what's it's either it's either not well acted or it's overacted like some scenes I, some bits of dialogue i'm just like 
what is happening? Like, why is there this exchange? And it's just mm. over the top. Over, overacting is what I would I'd probably put it down to. But um, so maybe, yeah, it would be really interesting to see what's on the cutter room floor with some of this stuff. <laughs> the better take. Really, really better take. would be. This is where we do start to see the crumbles and, you know, even mm. though everything is going so well for Peter, it isn't all sunshines and rainbows and we mm. are getting to a a dark place and obviously there's a few little bits and pieces mm. here uh, which leads us into the symbiote and the, the black yeah. suit. Look, the, the symbiote story is a great... It's a great story. It's a great story in the comics. It's a great story, mm. you know, the alien suit, as it's referred to as, um, in the, the 1994 animated Spider-Man show. Great couple of episodes. Yeah. And then we eventually get Venom from it. Like, if this movie was about this struggle and and, and yeah. all this, and which primarily it is, the main villain, even though there's so many, the main villain of this film is this symbiote goo and the you know, the, mm. the troubles that it gets Peter in. Yeah. And obviously, you know, ha-ha, all the jokes, the the emo Spider-Man, mm. the, uh, you know, all that. Got to say. Yeah. The whole setup, though, like, because we get small little things that start to pick away at mm. Peter's character. So, you know, he's got this new rival at work in the form of Eddie Brock. Yeah. Um, suddenly it's like, oh, you know, like his whole role there is now in question and it's like blah yeah. blah, blah blah all of that there's an there's a new photographer in town cool oh now his his money his source of income is now affected obviously stuff mm. we've mentioned with mary jane is all rocky and kind of in shambles a little bit okay cool things aren't going so great on top of that all this stuff with yeah. and although it may be shoehorn and we'll talk a little bit more about it after but Flint mm-hmm. Marco, the the real, yeah. the true killer of of Uncle Ben, not not that guy that was, yeah. you know, the whole, you know, Spider Man's whole origin story. Dude. But um, yeah. But so <laughs> Peter's got to deal with that as well, and it's like you can see that's really where his his emotions are really coming to the surface. So you yeah. get this symbiote, and it attaches to him. Yeah, we find that that mm-hmm. uh, that it's you know likes aggression. So it really, yeah. it's really uh, it gravitating towards him. It, yeah, and yeah. it amplifies it. So it's like because he's in an angry place right now, it's really bringing out the mm. angry side of him. I've got to say, but, but he's also in, he's also in an arrogant place, so it, it amplifies that as well. And that's what I meant by it's more nuanced. Is what some people might look at, you know, as character flaws. Um, like um, when when he's walking down the street, for example, and he's doing his little little shitty you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Everybody's looking at him like he's an idiot, right? Like, as in, when you like, there's one or two people who look at him and go, "Oh, hello," but most of them are looking at him the same way we're looking at him, going, "What is oh, going on?" Cringe, cringe, <laughs> cringe times a hundred, right? But so, but I don't. I think it's kind of lost on audience members. I think unless you're paying attention, that. Hang on, we are what we, we all agree. Everybody in the, in this world, in on the, on the screen as well as you know at, in real life, agrees that he's cringed to the max um, while he's doing that thing, right? Um, and 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 there's a reason for it, and that is it's the symbiote's impact on him. Oh, look, one hundred percent, yeah, already, yeah. But I think that they don't convey that really well enough in this movie. 
because you need to have a conversation about it to kind of get it. Um, I don't think they, they like they say it, like they say it blatantly. I understand that because I think you're probably sitting there shaking your head right now. But no, no, no. I just no. feel, I just feel like <laughs> to that, like the level of it's not like yeah, he's he's being amplified and that's noticeable on the screen. But the people around him are also noticing that he's being mm. like it's, it's, well, it's more about over the top. Like you said, it's those so, key attributes. So it's his aggression, his um, mm. his cockiness like so confidence and stuff like that, like all of that is getting heightened, which just makes him a deplorable human being essentially. Yeah, definitely. And that's it. And But the thing is like because so when he presents... He's a successful character. Like there's some moments where it's like, you know, like, you know, he pushes Eddie up against the, the wall, you know, or, mm. you know, at the jazz club when he, you know, like inadvertently hits Mary Jane onto the floor like, yeah, didn't mean to do it, but because he was just in a moment where it's like, okay, cool, yeah. there's a bit of emotion hitting us now because we're like, okay, I'm feeling it. But a lot of the other yeah. times, it's being played for. I mean, there's that whole montage where he's where he's doing the dancing mm. and you know, like he's eating the cookies and milk or whatever, and oh, you know, he's at, yeah. he's at the pavement, and, and it's just... all played for laughs. It is like, ah, oh, look, yeah. this goofy guy, like it's. And it takes away that emotional weight of what's actually really happening, unless you yeah. really think about it. It mm. still works. It still works. It's just, I mean, there's a yeah. reason it all became memeified, and that's because mm. it's goofy and it's strange and it's weird. And the moment when he walks down the alley and looks at the, you know, the broken shard of glass and, you know, mm. gives himself an emo fringe. Why? Yeah. Why did that happen? Uh-huh. It's why just did, so annoying. Why is his hair always wet now? <laughs> because yeah. of the goo. It's just things like that. I'm like, there's no... And he's wearing mascara. It looks like he's wearing mascara. Yes. It's just so... like, it's not... It's There's no mm-hmm. realism anymore. It's all, it's all gone. Yeah. But having said that, the black mm. suit looks amazing. I love it. I love the look oh, of yeah, it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Look, in, in the definitely. comics... I can't, I can't debate that. When he gets the black suit or the alien suit, whatever you want to call it, the symbiote suit, it looks like a morph suit with then like a new Spider-Man logo on it. So it's all pretty much black. I love yeah. that this one literally actually attached itself to his existing red suit. Right. And changed it. It became one with his Spider-Man suit. That right. You've still got the webbing, and it's just—I mm-hmm. don't know. It's just always looked really cool to me. And that sequence where he first goes swinging in that black suit, and he's—it's mm. just there's something a little bit more powerful about it, and it just looks really awesome. And he's leaning up against cool. like that church tower, and he's just like, "This is something yeah. else." Like the power. I'm like, "Yes." Well, and like how he, like the way he, he, like he's not just crawling up the wall. He ends up by like leaning back. He's just his feet kind of attached to the wall, and then he flips up the wall, and you're like, yeah, you're like, so clearly he's enhanced. Yeah, um, you know, in, in that moment, but it's yeah, just like this gothic backdrop, it's and it's just like, yes, this is something different, mm. and I like it. Yeah, in in the, just out of curiosity, a couple of questions about kind of, uh, you know, the, the comic book elements. You know, is is that so? How comic book accurate is that? Like, is, does it? When 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 he come, first comes into contact with the symbiote and and that storyline, did you say that it he it creates a different suit? Whereas in these movies, it's it's a binding to his his costume. Is that what you were saying? Oh, like so, you you're, you're testing my knowledge now. Look, 
I, don't, I, I think it is itself. I think in the comics it is itself its own suit, but yeah. it does still attach to him, I think, so, probably. So similar to what it does with Eddie, it does to Peter. Yeah, like but the thing with... Own, his own barrier. But the thing, it. like, within the comics, right, like, let's say... Mm-hmm the symbiote is on earth and it just attaches to a normal human person. It would just be like a black morph suit because it attaches to Spider-Man. It's, it adopts, Mm -hmm. it it pretty much takes on like the spider, the Spider-Man powers. So then when the next step is, okay, now I'm attaching to Eddie, it's bringing over those spider powers or Spider-Man powers with it, which is why Venom looks like, Spider-Man, essentially. And, you know, like, has webbing of sorts, has a Mm. big Spider-Man logo on its chest, has the Spider-Man eyes, which, again, we're not here to bash on the Tom Hardy Venom movies, but in that movie when it's just, like, cool, so all the symbiotes already have Spider-Man powers and just, Mm. like, how, why? Okay, sure, doesn't make any sense. But whatever, uh, it is what it is. Oh, okay, what? so I didn't know it was that there was that level to it. So no, because like yeah, they have to actually, you know, join with the one to actually absorb their powers and then, then transfer that elsewhere. Yeah, like it's <laughs> got a the symbiote has to touch Spider Man first before oh, Venom no. before Venom is created. I mean, yeah, right. why do you think Venom looks like Spider Man? Why yeah. anyway? Um, so that's a that's the whole that's thing in this film though. I mean, yeah. The worst, literally the worst. So, I mean, we needed some way for the symbiote, this alien being, to enter Earth's mm. atmosphere and then somehow, you know, bond with Peter. So, fantastic mm. screenwriting here, and um, I hope you're hearing my sarcasm. Mm. Let's just have a meteorite land right next to Peter yeah. cool, and it will follow him home. See- Okay. So, you know, it was meant to be. It was meant to be um, John Jameson. Um, yes, was it, it should have been it was meant to be him bringing it down. He yeah. was in the freaking second film. Like it could have yeah. been, and it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have been as expensive as they thought it would be. It could have just been, yeah, um, like a news report of like, you know, mm-hmm. like he's just returned back from a space mission, and then it's yeah. sort of like maybe Peter's doing some photography work, you know, at the. Mm. And the thing it's like, oh, yeah, like they brought back this specimen, I don't know what it is, and suddenly it breaks out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy to do. It just would have been yep. a little bit more, I don't know, believable, yeah. l- like less lazy. I hate, I hate the fact that it's just a meteor that happens to land next to Peter. What yeah. are the chances? It happens to land next to Spider-Man. <laughs> like, yeah. Of all the people. Well, that's something I liked planet, about the... I know it's a different movie and all that, but that's something I liked about the Tom Hardy um, Venom movies is that it it like it does come to Earth in, in, like that way. Yeah, but it's and not just on... that. It's, it's nowhere it's nowhere near him, and it you see it go through people. Well, like actually, it, the the one yeah. that lands in that Venom film is actually the oh, that's no, it's called Riot. Yeah, like the bad. Yeah, the yeah, bad yeah. One. The, that's the right. badder one, but at least it does come down yeah. with you know with with John Jameson, which is which is great because like mm. yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that yeah. hard, Sony, is it? God damn it. Anywho. Oh, damn but look, it. the suit does look good. Um, and obviously it does lead us to to Venom, which we will save for last because it doesn't happen to the end. But I mean, yeah, I think this was enough. Like this black, I mean, with another villain, but like 
having the black suit mm. stuff unfold in this film, I reckon yeah. they could have saved Venom for his own movie down the yeah. line or something. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like they were looking at splitting this film or, mm. you know, like having a little bit more happening in the fourth. Should have happened. Should have happened. They could have. They could have. Like, oh, I know you just said we're going to talk about Venom in a bit, but they could have very well set up Venom for, yeah, a fourth film yeah. and just had everything go wrong with Eddie Brock now. So yeah, like introduce his character in another yeah. one. Yeah. But anyway, so, let's talk. Let's talk to Harry Osborne. Let's do Harry. Yeah. So he's back, obviously. This has been an unfolding um, across two films so far. Into the third, mm. Harry now knows who Spider-Man is, that Peter is, in can... his eyes, responsible for the death of his father. Mm-hmm. So he's um, so it's obviously taken a year dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> to, to inject um... himself, get all <laughs> gobbled up, and um, he's not... Yeah. He's just referred to as the new goblin, not in the movie. Yeah. He's just referred to as Harry, um, <laughs> but yeah. outside in marketing on the toys, new goblin. What is he in in um, comic book canon though? Um, like, just like Green Goblin, like he's just another Green, green Goblin, Green Goblin Junior, Gobby Junior. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not a Hobgoblin, is he? No, that's, that's a different. Else. That's a different character, but um, yeah, many, many are goblins, many are goblins, yeah. but it's all good. Um, but look, yeah, look, a bit of a bit of a gimmick, gimmicky kind of, I guess, costume yeah. that they're giving him is he's got like a board, he's got a yeah, sword, a sandboard. not a sandboard, a snowboard instead of a um, glider. Yeah, like, I mean, look, in, he they, does they, look they, like know, up, up the coolness a little bit, but he, he does look like an extreme sport. Sky, yes, in black, with a sword. That's exactly what. And that's and exactly what my, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly my interpretation of it. Was, um, they clearly, you know, they're not going to give him all of the his 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 old man stuff. They're going to, you know, make him cool and hip. So what do you do? Well, snowboarding's cool, isn't it? Yeah, swords are cool. Yeah, let's just do that. Let's make him look like he's a a base jumper on a on a snowboard that's got jet engines. <laughs> I suppose they wanted to shy away from making it look, I guess, the same. So like they didn't want like another. But that's where and... that's where I that's where I would have issue because he's using his dad's equipment. So it doesn't matter if it's the same because he's getting it all from his dad's little secret storeroom. You know. Yeah, that's true. So it, it's like it's why it's if anything it's for me it was more like. Where the hell did all this extra stuff come from? What the hell? Like, uh, it's, yeah, confusing a little bit because, yeah, Nor- Norman um, Os- Osborne, like, had his little secret room and it had all the bits and pieces in it, and yet we didn't see any of this other tech, you know, in the other movie. But, you know, yeah, it's clearly he had a big, yeah. like, bigger arsenal than we thought. Yeah, and he was only really active for, you know, like a couple months or something, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, he had all these, like, oh. different helmets and... Suits and, mm. and things, and just an abundance of pumpkin bombs, which is mm. great. One one thing I like about the Harry Osborne kind of arc in this is, um, well, one one thing he dies, good, very happy about that. But two, wow, um, <laughs> yeah, I know, take that, take that, James Franco. Um, and the other one is actually, you know, we get to see, um, uh, what's his name, Norman Osborne, but um, what's his lead name? The Willem Dafoe, of course. We get to see him back, um, which is which is great um, because 
you know, he's he's a fantastic villain. Um, and just to even have him just for the, I think it's only in the one scene he's got new new material. Um, it's just great. I, I think it's, and, and especially knowing now, you know, what we see with um, No Way Home, you know, where we have such an amazing performance from him. It's like, it just kind of ties it together. I like it. Um, but Harry, the, the Harry storyline, another one thing that frustrates me is, when he, you know, he, him and, and Peter have that fight and he gets clotheslined and he knocks his head and then he has amnesia and the type of person he is when he has amnesia is completely new. Like you don't even see that level, like hit that version of him before <laughs> his dad died. You know, it's not, it's not even like a reverted to a previous version, which is what I think they were trying to do is to say he's lost his memory up to a point. So he's just gone back to no, what he was. It's, it's like, but it's it, like it was they actually that... gave the character brain damage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it well, he like, but it was meant to be amnesia. So that creates you know, a little bit where he's just too like friendly and perfect. Where he wasn't like that. He was. He's goofy. He was nice to Peter. <laughs> he was goofy, but he wasn't like. He wasn't that guy. He wasn't that character. No, he was actually. He's pretty cool, and you know, sometimes yeah. a bit cold, and you know, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but very. Look, and I'm sure there there were. I think the times where it feels the most real is when they're sort of playing, you know, basketball a little bit in the hallway, where it's sort of yeah. just like yeah. The, the bit in the hospital bed where it's like yeah, yeah, I don't know what James Franco is doing in this. It's just bits where like MJ walks in. I know that face or that voice or whatever he says, yeah. and it's like when he's. It's kind of like floaty with her, and, and it's like, ah, oh, which someone yeah. bumped me on the head, bop. And then the, the scene, oh, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what the I mean. The scene he, in the diner, so it's yeah. either like he's being like overly weird and and just friendly and goofy, like you said, or then later when he does get his memories back and they're in the diner and he's yeah. just this like sinister, evil, like strawberries and he's touching his lips and it's just like what the what are we watching man like, yeah like what yeah. is happening just... i definitely prefer the evil version over over his brain at least then we um, can yeah. at least then we can be like well we can blame the serum the goblin serum that's mm. what that's what's going on the 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 uh there's just so much there's just so much to unpack with all this <laughs> what makes everything worse right is that on top of everything we've just said is that later yeah. on when he does, you know, like find the learn the truth and stuff like that, and he shows up mm. to give a helping hand, he's suddenly just so chummy. Like it's like, am I interrupting? Yeah. Come on, buddy! Like, and it's like, yeah. Uh, which I guess, like, have you seen your face? Your, your <laughs> mate just blew off half your face, <laughs> and you're, you've got crazy goblin juice. Like you wouldn't be that chummy. You wouldn't be that. Yeah, nice. it's it's yeah. crazy. Do you know what? Like. And again, this isn't a critique on this movie, but again, in No Way Home, when Tobey mm. Maguire Peter says to Ned, like, yeah, I had a best friend. He tried to kill mm. me and then died in my arms. That's an oversimplification yeah. over of what happened, wherein clearly in this yeah, movie, yeah. yeah, he tried to kill him. Some shit happened. He mm. forgave him or he realized that he was mm. wrong. Yeah. Helped him, fought side by side by him, and died in battle, saving mm. the woman he loved and saving New York and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah he uh, what did what did Peter say? He tried to kill mm. me and then okay. died in my arms. 
It's like, come yeah, on. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. But it was played for laughs. It wasn't played for... Because, you know, they're obviously... Oh, no, that's it, right, was, Hob- it was played for the narrative. Is it, is it a Hobgoblin? Not, <laughs> Ned, Ned is Hobgoblin, isn't he? Potentially. I think that's, yeah, I think that's one of his From, personas. Yeah. But, yeah so I, I think, think that's what they might... Now that, I'm, now that we're talking about it, I remember that, I mean, that yeah, potential arc. But they only yeah. chose to say things that they wanted to say without... Yeah, anyway, it's, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, Bernard, you know, you know the butler... Bernard. So he's yeah. back. John Paxton is back as Bernard Houseman. I can't believe that's his name. Yeah. I mean, this has always been a griping <laughs> kind of plot hole in this film where it's like, oh, just at the mm. right opportune time. Okay, yeah. Harry, I'll tell you the truth now, even though I've known this whole time that yeah. your father, I've seen you struggling. I've seen you in pain, mm. obsessing every day about Spider-Man. And I could have told yeah. you. I cleaned his wounds. Mm. They were from his yeah. own glide. Like, get out of town, Bernard. Get yeah. out of town. Like, Harry took a pumpkin bomb to the face, man. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Is it is a bit convenient? That's very lazy writing, I think. So, it's like, um, oh yeah, so, you know, sir, you wouldn't. I I've seen many things in the halls of this house <laughs> that I cho- choose not to say. Yes, so, oh, until now. <laughs> Because until now, right, right when it, it seems to have mattered, even though because the of the sand of monster your... and, and a black blob yeah. that we need to eat to go fly. <laughs> oh, it's it's painful. And then look, Super so he's convenient. he's also a you know when he does get his memories back and he's all conniving. I mean, look, there's some interesting mm. stuff going on. He's 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 not even trying to because at first it's like look, he's he's almost trying to move in on MJ again, and that's yeah. Like, Okay, and then, yeah, and it's a little bit uncomfortable, and mm. you know, like there's the they're doing the twist thing in the kitchen. That's a thing that happens. Lots of lots oh. of just musical sequences in this movie. I, I don't know what's happening. Um, yeah, but then later it's just like when he's full on evil, mm. you know, the puppet master like getting her to break it off with Peter, and in, in what could be the most overacted scene. At least for her, it's like, okay, well, she's meant to be acting in quotations, but just Peter's reaction is just horrendous. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's it's definitely a little bit of cringy too. It, I, I agree. It's, I agree. it's definitely a little bit of cringe. <laughs> Pretty rough. <laughs> All right. Now, um, so second and or third villain, if we're counting the symbiote, um, Flint mm. Marco becomes Sandman. So he... So him, so Thomas Hayden Church. I actually I like this character. Um, I don't know why because I think that he's he <laughs> I like this character a little bit as well. He, I think he over overdoes it as well. But he is a he's a sympathetic villain. Like you feel sorry for him, you know. And even though you find out conveniently that the original person who killed um, you know, Uncle Ben wasn't actually the killer, you find out that you know it's this other new character. And oh, that was another question I was going to ask you was. Do you know the backstory of um, Flint Marco? Does he is he the original killer of Uncle no, Ben? In no. yeah, okay, great. So that's definitely convenient. No, like, that's right. Look, the the one thing about this character in this movie that I hate so much is that they've shoehorned this backstory yeah. in for him to. The idea is like like oh, we want a personal connection to Peter. Why? 
He's a man made out of sand. He's a menace. We got to sort him out. It's something for Spider Man to do. What they've got here well, in terms of a sympathetic villain is fantastic. They've got him, his daughter who's sick. He needs the money for it. So we're kind of like, well, we get it. Now he has this opportunity where it's like, you know, he has the power to get that money to help his sick kid. Wouldn't you do the same thing? Oh, shit. Now I'm siding with him. Oh, man. Oh, now I'm having feelings. It's a great villain. Yeah. And then visually, like that sequence where he first forms as Sandman, you know, like, you know, it's, it, what is it, like four oh. minutes or something? And it's just like the little grains yeah. of sand moving along. Like when I first yeah, got yeah. a Blu ray play ever, and Spider Man 3 was one of the first Blu rays I had. Well, actually, I got, yeah. the, I got the Spider-Man trilogy on a little Blu-ray box set. I was like, do you know what? Yeah. I know the exact scene I want to look at first just to test this Blu-ray mm. thing that we've got going on. And it was that Sandman yeah. scene. Just watching that scene, yeah. I'm like, this is magical. This is amazing. Mm. And then we've got some other visual scenes where it's like they're like mm. PS2. Okay, it's not that bad. But they, <laughs> they look like they look like video <laughs> game characters. But like just visually what yeah. they're doing with Sandman, all the, the crazy stuff, whether it's that sequence or just him as a giant monster yeah. or just sand going everywhere, he is a fantastic villain and, and a fantastic yeah. gag with, with Spider-Man when he all is said and done, he takes his boot off and he's like, where mm. these guys come from? Fantastic. That, like, that is, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I, I, did, I did like that. That was like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a cool little scene that I did like that. But the, um, to touch what on what you were just saying, yeah, the special effects. In fact, my my highlight for for this movie, like my favorite thing, is is those effects. They it just looks so good. Um, and the like, yeah, that especially that scene, that forming scene where he he's kind of falling apart and he's not. And it's um, I don't quite get the science behind it, but that's fine. Um, what <laughs> uh... what I would um <laughs> say though is just just to, you know while we're talking about it, that scene. Um, that actually took um, six, six months to to build, like, and and to render, like it is, <laughs> and three hundred three hundred fifty million dollars, <laughs> million dollars, yeah. Well, um, they when they said like when they were starting production, um, they actually the the um the the CG kind of programming it still hadn't been written yet. Like they were they knew what they needed to do, but they actually hadn't created the tech. So it was only halfway through production that they were actually even able to bloody do it in the first place. So. Um, it's yeah, it really is. It really is amazing, and I, I, I like how um, you know his tangible sizes, depending on where he is and stuff, and how he's he's indestructible. He gets thrown in the water, and it's you know you can get rid of him for a little bit, but ultimately he's it's it's not like yeah, it's like he's the indestructible man. You know, it's he's a great villain, but the fact that he's also a sympathetic one, like I think he's it just adds an extra layer. Where you know we can sympathise and we can care about him, but we also love to see him kicking ass and and you know being a bad guy. Um, great, so I think he's a great character, even if he is overacting a little bit. But yeah, that's my take anyway on him. No, look, like he definitely. This is how good of a villain he is, or, or at least should have been in in this film. Like because they made the decision to sideline Harry for the most part of this movie, you know, as a goblin. Because I like look too mm. many too many villains on the board. Let sideline you, have you be Harry, even though it's a goofy version of you. Sandman yeah. would have been enough as a both a visual, physical, um, and of course empathetic, emotional villain. 
to mm. to run alongside the story of the black symbiote, it would have been enough. And then have the Harry yeah. stuff see, as like a secondary thing, eventually leading yeah. up to the end of the, the film. It would have been it would have been enough because he's he's yeah, that good. Definitely would have. I really like it. Again, mm. I hate the I hate the shoehorned backstory. Just no need. Mm. But again, it was to give Peter some personal stakes. I, I again, if we if we talk, it didn't it didn't need to. I mean, apart from no, the forgiveness yeah. arc of that, yeah, like that, I understand that. But yeah, yeah. and like you wouldn't get you wouldn't get a resolution of that character without that connection. But and do you know um, what? You, they you, you still you, figured it out. You nailed it there. This movie does give resolution to that character, mm. except when we then next see the character on the way mm. home, like. Mm. He's a bit of a rogue, you know, a bit of an asshole again. And the only way to solve mm. thing is to have him cured. And it's like, yeah, but no, but they were in good terms. Everything, mm. was, everything was fine. Yeah. It was all good. Um, look, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff, a lot of characters, and then obviously a lot of villains in this movie. Mm. And you're probably asking, like, okay, how do they balance it all? Well, this is what they do. You know how I just said that they kind of had to be like, okay, Goblin, you've had your scene. Um, yeah. Now you're just going to be Harry for the remainder of the movie until we need you again as as Goblin. Yeah. With Sandman, they do the same thing. Even though this sequence is fantastic, you got black suited Spider Man. They're in the subway. Crazy fight. Like this is this is great. And then it ends with yeah. Sandman getting washed away, like through the the sewers. Yeah. That's basically them putting him back in the box, saying, mm-hmm. we'll "Bring you out when you when we're ready." When we need you. Because essentially, like, you know, for a casual viewer, I can imagine you're watching this movie, that scene happens, then the rest of the movie plays out, and then suddenly Sandman's back and you're like, oh, you're still in this movie. Okay. Yeah. Like, where you been for 40 minutes? I don't know exactly that one, but it it feels... I mean, it's a bloody long movie, so, um, yeah, no, it does. (laughs) it It feels like a while, but, yeah, you're right. They kind of... he It kind of gets soft defeated, you know, like... He's he could be out for the rest of the movie, like with that. You don't know what really happens to him once he's in the water. You know what I mean? Like he might not be able to come back at all. And so at that point, you just kind of accept that he's gone. But it is lazy writing because they're just kind of getting rid of him until they need him later. Yeah, they put him away and say, "Uh, "We'll play with you later." Put you in a little box for now. (laughs) Okay, so shall we talk? Eddie Brock or Edward. Yeah, go on. We saved, 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 <laughs> saved the big guy for last. Absolutely. Well, well fun fact. So, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan mm-hmm. of that 70s show. Topher Grace was a delight on that show. It was this movie. Yeah. It was this movie that he left the show for. Yeah, but, I read that. Yeah. I did read that. Yeah. Which shame. is, it is, um, <laughs> it is a shame because I don't know if this did what it was meant to do for his career. Um, ah, but... look, he, he's made some movies. He's he's done all right. <laughs> I mean, it's tough, it's tough Grace. Everyone knows it's tough Grace. So it's not like he's, yeah. I mean, one well, idea, he, he could be in, I mean, he hasn't been blacklisted like, um, you know, like Brendan Fraser was. Like, I'm sure he could still get roles if he wanted them. You just don't see him anymore, really, do you? <laughs> so, um, but anyway, so he's, look, I actually really like, um, so the Eddie Brock portrayal, I, I get so I like the I like how he kind of became a bit, you know, um, you know, like he he 
what did, what did he do? You know, he he stole, you know, Peter's photo to try to steal his job and, um, and you know, to get the promotion and all that. And then when he gets all that put, put in, you know, put in his face, you know, he gets fired and all of that and he loses his job and he loses his, his partner. Although I don't know whether or not Gwen and him were really together or not because <laughs> Eddie, we had kind coffee. of acts like they were. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but it's, um, it's just, I, I think at some point you, you're made to feel like Peter's done something wrong, you know, to punish Eddie for stealing his work and all that. And then, you know, Eddie gets hell upset and then become like goes on his little vengeance trip. But like, dude, you stole his work, you know, like uh, as in what can you expect? Of course, someone's going to try to clear their name, you know, like and, and or yeah, po- point it out because they, lo- they lose a job. You know, you know what I mean? Like, you, I don't know why he gets so where his entitlement is. He's got such an entitlement and he's, he, you know, he's a fraud. So but, but I like that. I do like it. I just. It also make me a little bit makes me a little bit angry. I'm like, it's not. I don't think it's quite real, you know. In that sense, like, yeah, you've done you've done something wrong. You've been caught. You don't like. It's that's on you, man. It's not on. It's not on Pete. It's not on. Um, you know, Peter Parker. Yeah, like you don't go on a big vengeance trip because you got caught doing something. I mean, clearly, I don't know. clearly he, unstable he, he, kind of thing. And yeah, he's an unstable man. Yeah, like, and he'll blame because it's easier. He'll blame someone else for his mistakes because it's easier. That's definitely something that that happens, whether or not people follow well, through with that. I think I, I think I think it's just that, that, you know, so Tom Hardy's portrayal, you definitely get a little bit more of the anti-hero where you're you're kind of on board a little bit more, like you feel a little bit more for him. Whereas yeah. here where this is you just straight, don't like him. This is a straight a straight villain. Straight yeah. villain. Like yeah. The, the you're not gonna see any sympathy. They do take an interesting angle with his character in this is that like Eddie Brock is like a like almost like a bizarro version of peter like it's like a mirror it's like what if it's almost like a what if it's a what if peter was you know didn't have you know a loving family a good upbringing like what if his path was a little bit different you know they're both young white skinny dudes trying to be photographers and you know here they are but they're very different and they, they have a different approach to you know Eddie's mm. obviously, I mean, we've talked about Peter being very cocky and stuff, but Eddie's something else, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's disturbingly a little bit delusional. There's just some things, you know, like creating narratives in his head. The Gwen Stacy yeah. character um, here played by you know, Bryce Dallas Howard, she's introduced yeah. in this film almost like the equivalent of MJ in two regards, you know, like, a, you know, sort of a foil for, you know, the, the Peter-MJ relationship, but also something for yeah oh god i was gonna say harry there's too many names uh for eddie to sort of be gone after Mm. through her you've got the introduction of captain stacy as well and yeah again it's like his character exists so he can have interaction between gwen and eddie but then also between peter about flint you know having that discussion and i was like so that's so that's all there and then that's pretty much his character Mm. Mm. so Yeah. yeah like eddie so eddie is I don't know. He's uh, yeah. It's a bizarre version of it, Peter. You get. I mean, by the end of the movie, it would have been better if they just fleshed his character out a little bit more. And well, then that's a, a appa- apparently there is there's a lot more of that on the cutting floor. Apparently, mm-hmm. there's a lot more of that character development with these secondary characters like Eddie. Um, 
but you just we just don't get to see it, which is so quite quite sad because you do want to know a little bit more about him. Like it just feels like his motivations are so extreme for something that isn't like yeah, you'd be pissed. I get I understand like, but you're not gonna like it. Just yeah, it just seems out of, out of proportion for what he's gone through. But if you learn if you knew a little bit more about him, we might be able to uh yeah I don't know not sympathize but understand a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one one great moment that Venom does have. Mm-hmm. Look, look, the fight between Spider-Man and Venom, I got to be pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. You know, yeah, it, and that's something, so. to be honest, it's something that we haven't gotten in the, in the Venom films uh, so far. So we get it yeah. here. But one line that, um, that Venom has when, you know, I think it's, I think it's, it's to MJ. And he's like, my mm. Spidey sense is tingling. If you know what I'm talking about, and it's just like yeah. just the way he's delivering it, and you just want to punch him in the face. It's it's a great moment. I'm just like ah, yeah. Tofa, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, look, it is. It does make does. Yeah, I hated the line, but probably hated it for the right reasons. So <laughs> just because it's but, just, um, it's just I, awful. I, I tell you what, I really like the um the fight scene. Uh, some of it is really dodgy CG. Like bouncing around yeah. everywhere. That's that's okay. I accept that. Um, but I really like the idea of you know when he um when Spidey gets all those poles and he creates like a little kind of little prison of, of acoustic mute like like noise. Yeah. The yeah the ringing. Just the the camera work on that and the way he's swinging around and jumping from two, it's it's just a cool little scene. I really like how that works. Um, and look how and how that ends. You know like. With like oh the the moment mm. where the the symbiote like separates from from Eddie and is like a yeah. fully fledged just like big giant beast even for a moment I'm like yeah. hello there's Venom that's that's yeah. him right there like that's that's happening um, yeah and then you, and you see it, like the, the shadow and like the way that yeah, even Peter Peter's like looking everyone's like they're just like oh my god look at that thing but Peter chucks um, a you know he chucks the the pumpkin bob hat. You know, at the at the big symbiote beast, but then the moment that proves that you know Eddie's too far gone, it's that like he he can't give up the power, and he's just like no, yeah. and he jumps into it, and then, and then he's gone, and, he, and he's gone. gone. It's all one thing. One thing that um that that doesn't sit with, with me very well is um so that pumpkin bomb, you know, it goes and it it blows up Venom, right? And absolutely vaporizes Eddie. <laughs> every so he, he does every every little bit, and then you've got little bits of venom that are just like the symbiote that are just burning on the ground. Um, but what I really so don't forget, one of those pumpkin bombs went off right next to Harry's head, like it, it went off right there. Maybe like maybe that would and it should have killed him, but he's but he's got the serum in him, so Ooh. he's got you know, oh, but oh, it's scarred him permanently. Yes, yeah, it's screwed him. It's, it, like if he's got the serum in, so he, he heals, but clearly that was enough damage that it, I mean he should have died. Like, well, I don't know why the, he didn't die in the first film on the balcony, right? When there's that pumpkin bomb and mm. it, it like disintegrates. Like disintegrates. Is that the right word? Disintegrates. Disintegrates. <laughs> it disintegrates <laughs> everyone on that balcony except yeah. their bones. <laughs> yeah, that's this, right. Yeah, in this it's like, I mean, very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. Yeah. What is the power Defin- of the pumpkin bomb? Um, yeah, definitely. But so look- clearly, 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 one's an incendiary, <laughs> one's a frag, and then one is like, hey, 
yeah. War of the War of the Worlds, bloody you know, like evaporator or something gone. like Just, that. Whatever the hell yeah, that is. Gone. But look, speaking of evaporating, um, look. So Harry mm. dies. It's a nice little sunset yeah. shot. Peter, MJ, there. We've got our trio. Mm. And Harry's dying. And look again, he's redeemed. Mm. It might have been a stupid he's reason re- that he got there, but he's redeemed. Mm. All good. Whatever. Yeah. They had fun. You know, had some cool yeah. snowboard action. I mean, going on. <laughs> the thing, the thing is, did he kill anybody? Probably. So that's the thing. I that's don't. Same know. with um. Same with Sandman getting forgiven. You know what? Pretty I, sure people I... died. Pretty sure they would have. Like when he when he flies through people, like and it's a big sand like, yeah, like he, storm. He knocks some people. It's quite out. clearly yeah. he just no, not just that. Like, like it's it's like cars fly everywhere. Like shit goes crazy. It's like yeah, people died probably. You know, with Harry though, I mm. mean, we didn't see we didn't actually see him attack anybody. No, but he like you know just debris and stuff falling down on a, on a New York sidewalk. Oh, like, I mean, yeah, okay, sure, sure. Like, again, again, I just want to probably someone died. Probably just going back to that Harry and Peter scene. Like, look again, this this movie, we got to a point where it's like, like uh, animation work. The you know, like the Spidey mm, suit mm. or the villain, like they look quite fantastic yeah. when it's all one hundred percent CGI, mm. and you know when it is, but it still looks hell good. Yeah. But when it's yeah. like the Peter, the Peter swinging. It's like mm. they didn't have people flesh and they just didn't have yeah. that down and it looks really bad. Yeah, really, I agree. I agree. Very really bad. Um, what else happened at the end there? So, yeah, look, Peter forgives Sandman for, yeah. for all of that. And, and that's that's what this movie's about, really. It's, you know, it's all, it's all about, like, you mm. know, giving into that darkness, that anger and letting it yeah. overtake you. But then finding yeah. a way out of that, and it's like, no, we've we've got to forgive and move on. Mm. And then yeah. Sandman just floats away into the. Floats I don't know, away. He can fly now. That's <laughs> great. Apparently, he can. So, um, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean, and I like the thing is, like I said, I really like Sandman, like the character, um, because you know, because he's what he's doing is for his sick, you know, his sick daughter and all of that. Um, I do wish that maybe he would like. I don't. I wish the same as yourself. Like they didn't connect him to Peter, because then you could genuinely have gone, okay, cool. He's definitely redeemable. But you know, at the end of the day, he did. I know it was by accident, but you know, he's a murderer, and yet he just gets to, gets to disappear into the even because, no, because, but I mean, because, yeah. because 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 Pe- Peter forgives him. Does that mean the rest of the world forgives him? You know what I mean? But, yeah, anyway. I mean, yeah, he killed one so, guy. <laughs> yeah. Again, probably many. To, to as, probably, you just keep many. assuming but, yeah. that all these guys are like mass murderers. <laughs> and I'm like, if we didn't see it and no one's told us in these movies, I don't think it happened. I'm pretty sure he went away because he killed this guy. You know what? You know what? They, you know I why they can't it. tell us? You know why they can't tell us? Because, because of the, PG-13 or no, whatever that, it is. That's why. The redemption wouldn't make any sense oh, yeah. then. But you're assuming... He killed more. Yeah. And I, I don't think he's not a killer as such. He was just at the wrong place at the wrong time and the gun went off. Like you said, it was an accident. And that's why, again, the character is so empathetic because it was like he didn't mean to kill him. That said, yeah. though, 
it completely undermines Peter's whole Spider-Man origin story in this thing yeah. because the whole, you know, like I went a place I could make money, things mm-hmm. unfolded, and the person I let get away for my own selfish reasons ended up killing Uncle Ben. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, yeah. he didn't. It was his mate. Yeah. So the I don't know. It's just not as powerful, and that's why. Hate, yeah, I, I, hate I, that change. Like I, last I little note here, just worth mentioning. Peter and MJ reconcile. It's a nice moment. I kind of wish this movie ended with a big grand Spider-Man swing as they yeah. had done so far. But you know, ends on a somber sweet note, and it's like, okay, all right, open-ended. Where do we go from here? We obviously find out. 15 years later, mm-hmm. or shall I say 14 years later, um, yeah. in No Way Home, where it's sort of like, you know, it's implied that... They're still, they're still together and... They're, yeah, yeah, but they're working on it and Peter's trying to, you know, he's still trying to do good. And yeah. that's it. And then uh, cue a little bit of Snow Patrol and we're happy, eh? Credits mm. roll and we're good. That's the movie, yeah. I think. That is the movie. There's actually so quite, much quite. that I'm pretty sure we miss <laughs> many, many details of the oh. film, but... I think we've covered the key points. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Confirm with me. Confirm with me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Good, good, I think we we knocked it on the head, definitely. Um, I mean, it's it's a bloody long movie. We're not going to cover all of it, that's for sure. (laughs) All right. Um, On that then, hopefully you retained in your second viewing as much knowledge as, as possible because... I've got a quiz for you. Ten <laughs> questions um, in approximately sixty seconds. You know how it works. Yeah. Let's do this, Absolutely. and then we can uh, then we can rate this movie and get the hell out of here. So, are you ready to go? <laughs> yeah, man. Born born ready to fail. This. Oh, here born we ready. go. How does the symbiote come to Earth? In a meteor. Damn straight, it, it does, and it's ridiculous. Yep. Stanley came yep. We didn't mention it, but mm. what does he say? Oh, he says he says a catchphrase that he said like they used to say in the comics. What was it? Oh, I can't remember that one. I remember it. I do remember it, but I can't remember what it was. All right. Why is J. Jonah Jameson taking medication? Um, heart pressure. No, not pressure. Blood pressure. Blood pressure. <laughs> Correct. Um, what is Flint Flint Marco's daughter's name? Oh. Good question. Do not look at your notes. <laughs> I'm not looking. I'm not looking at my notes. No, I, I can't remember it. I can't remember. Okay. What is Gwen Stacy doing as the crane crashes through the skyscraper she's in? She's having a photo shoot, isn't she? She sure she's is. The model. She sure is. Yeah. What does the maid a day, or how does the maid a day pronounce Peter's restaurant booking? Um, is it p- Perka? What? He mispronounces his, his surname. Mm-hmm. I'll give is it to it? you. I'll give it to you. It's close enough. Yeah, okay. All right. What is it? Yeah, okay. Go tell me. Like, uh, yeah. When right. will Peter pay Mr. Dikovic his rent? As soon as he fixes the door. What type of door? The broken door. Oh. <laughs> his, his apartment door. Would you fix his damn door? <laughs> This oh, damn no, no, correct. Dog. You're, yeah. you're all good. Uh, what type of club does MJ end up working in? 
Please say strip club. Um, Please say strip club. It's a jazz club. It is a jazz, it's a jazz club. club. Yeah. Um, what vehicle does Eddie kidnap MJ in? Um, taxi cab. Taxi he cab. Sure does. Um, and last one, probably a tricky one. What is the name of the news anchor? Oh in the my final god! Fight the final battle. Oh my god! I was looking. This was in the product. This was in. A, uh, this was on the IMDb for some reason. It's also in our notes, it. but do not look at it. <laughs> is it in our notes? <laughs> it is. Um, no, I don't. I don't know the answer. That's no, no, no. all good. All right. Um, I lost track of what you got. Let me just do a quick count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Not bad, man. Not bad for two viewings, mate. Not, not bad. For two bad. Viewings. What did you get wrong or did not answer? So the Stanley cameo. Um, I, I for the the entire um, quote. I think isn't it? Oh, it's, it's enough. Oh, what is it? That's I can't awesome. remember what it so is. So the entire quote is. What is it? I guess one person can make a difference. Enough said. No, enough. Yeah, right. And it's enough the, said. I think enough is said stuck is with me, but that, yeah. You're you're thinking of there, um, yeah. Okay. Flint Marco's daughter's name is Penny. Oh, okay. No, I wouldn't have. Yeah. No, that's not so, in my brain at all. So the maid of day pronounces Peter's restaurant booking. Peter Pecker. Pecker. I was going to say Porker, but then that would not match <laughs> Peter, the age rating of it. So yeah, Peter Porker work. And Peter yeah, Pe- sort of... Peter Pecker is much better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, true. Good point. <laughs> um, and the the news oh, anchor, the news anchor presenting over the the final fight there is um, Hal Fishman, who actually playing himself, mm. um, and unfortunately died. He passed away three months after the release of this film. So this was actually his last, yes, I guess, film appearance. Um, the character, is... the actor who played Uncle Ben, also passed away after this as well. Yeah. So... And look, if we're if we're on a if we're on a track of death, I think Rosemary Harris also passed <laughs> away at some point. I don't know exactly when, but yes, after this film. Now, nah, look, no, things happen, and and look, this is a fifteen-year-old movie. So yeah. fifteen years of death, yeah, Great fifteen time. years of death, fifteen that, years of death, and multiple Spider-Men. And uh, yes, on that note, yeah. um, let's let's change <laughs> it up a little bit. Let's do the rating. Um, you can go yep. first. Out of five VHS tapes, Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Okay, cool. cool. So this film, um, I, I like the, the action in it, um, like, is is probably my favourite part, if I'm going to say anything. We, we we talk to death about, you know, how it might, you know, it's underacted or overacted and the characters, they just don't, for me anyway, my, with my experience, they didn't feel real. The only... I, I mean, I did relate with MJ a little bit more than you you do, but even that, like, ne- none of the performers really caught me as much as, the, say, the second movie in this trilogy. Um, but the special effects, for, for me, for the most part, apart from, you know, rubbery people jumping around a little bit in, in the third act, <laughs> like, the, all the sand stuff, it's really, really good. I, I thought it was, it's really well done. Um, so I can like... Look, for, for me, it's it's a three. It's a three out of five, but I really do mark it quite hard because it really was a lot of lazy writing with some of it and the dialogue, and the, I just think that the performances weren't anywhere near as... I didn't care anywhere near as much as I did with, say, the second movie and the first movie. 
Um, even even with No Way Home, I I thought that they were like Maguire was better than anyway. That's just me. <laughs> so it's th- for me, it's three out of five, um, and that's after watching it two times. Um, Jason, what about you? Go on. Yeah, look, I mean, this is this is a huge step down from Spider Man Two. It's it's crazy yeah, the the difference. But look, apart from from some sequences that are just shockingly, like just visually, just not good. Like the effects mm. just just are not good at all. There's some very delightful, incredible sequences where I'm just like, this is phenomenal. This oh, is amazing. Yeah. Some great action. There is some great action. And again, you get the red suit Spidey and it's great. When you see black yeah. suit Spidey doing stuff, it's great. And I get all, yeah. you know, I, I get all the feels. Um, there is fun stuff to have in here, but it's mm. overbloated. There's too much going on. There's too many storylines. There's all these characters introduced with very little development. Um, they're brought in, brought out whenever they're needed, like chess pieces or like toys, however you want to refer to them. As yeah. um, at the core, the villains, three point five villains, right? That's including yeah. the symbiote, or if you just want to call it yeah. four villains, it's it's just it's too much. Um, Venom should yeah. have been held back for another film. It should have been set up as a tease. Yeah. Eddie gets it at the end of this film. You know, the symbiote. Oh, my God, yeah. what happens next? Could have been amazing. Spider-Man 5 down the line. Yeah. You introduce Carnage or something. I don't know. It gets, just gets crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. The acting. It's There's so much overacting in this movie. It, it's ridiculous. There's some choices yeah. in terms of what characters are doing that don't, like, especially Harry. Like, uh, what the hell? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. Um, this movie is not <laughs> you, refined. You know what it might be all. with it, it might be with um, Franco is he was filming back to back Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express. <laughs> yeah. So maybe he was just high. He was just he was high just, the whole time. You know what? <laughs> and you can see it in his performance. At least yeah, that answers it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, but look. But this, anyway, yeah, continue. This movie yeah, is, continue. This movie is poorly written. Like there's it's it's a mess. Look, again, if you just strip it all down and just make it a movie about anger and darkness mm. and then eventually forgiveness and have the yeah. you know the the two parallels of you know the Peter and Eddie kind of thing running side by side, you know, like so you're yeah. you're introducing and developing the Eddie character whilst having Peter struggling with the black suit get to the end mm. of the film, there's that exchange of the symbiote set up for the next film. Whilst all this is happening, mm-hmm. Sandman is doing his thing, but he's not mm-hmm. super bad, super bad. So we're not like, oh, it needs to be stopped completely. It's just, oh, you know, like, again. Yeah. And then just have the Harry stuff be a little... Harry should have probably been the, the main villain focus because of all yeah. the setup, and we should have got that payoff. Mm. And we didn't. We just got weird Pineapple Express Harry Osborne. And, <laughs> and by the end of it, you're just like, all right, surface stick, dude. Like, yeah. come yeah. on, buddy, let's do this. Like, ah, oh, get <laughs> out of here. But look, you know what? I don't know how we um we can't be. We're not working for studios, Jace, because what <laughs> we've come up with here is the perfect sequence that it should have been with. And you know, they could have made more, like millions, hundreds of millions of dollars if they followed this but no 
why and why what, what are we doing differently to, oh, yeah, to, look, I mean, to everybody i'm not gonna sit yeah. here and say you know it was all bad look they were like two mm. they were like a hundred million shy of a billion dollars i mean people showed up people kept going back oh definitely i mean i went i went yeah. back and again i did love this movie when it came out it just gets mm. worse every time I watch it, though, so I have to stop. But look, I've had 15 years to think about what they could have done better, yeah. so that's why a bit of regurgitation. On the upside, it did give me yeah. that Signal Fire song from Snow Patrol, which is fantastic. It's a beautiful song. Yeah, good. it is. But look, good song. Um, final rating, 2.5 out of 5. Whoa, wow, yes. okay. No, this movie is, um, there's some, there's just too much bad stuff. There's just too much. Yeah, but well, again, I the, the reason it. it's above one and two, even just a little bit, is because of the good stuff that's in it, and there is some, mm. just not enough. <laughs> just <laughs> not enough. okay. Oh gosh. So that was our rewind yes. to two thousand and seven Spider Man three. Yeah, we uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Rewind and Review as always. We'll remind you that any feedback, either positive or negative, or any rewind requests can be sent to us via email at thatfilmstewpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to us at, on either That Film Stew or Rewind and Reviews Facebook pages. Like and follow these pages whilst you're at it. Yep. Subscribe and leave us a review on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts as it does help others like yourself find the podcast. If you missed it, Rewind and Review, we've gone back. We've done... Uh, the original Spider-Man film from 2002. We've done Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. from 2004. Sounds like comics mm-hmm. have covered the amazing Spider-Man movies and an abundance of Spider-Man animated shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that film studio has reviews on everything MCU, Captain America, Civil War, um, Avengers, Infinity, um, and Endgame, the Spider-Man Home trilogy, and even Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, um, not to mention Venom and and Venom and Morbius. So go check out all of that stuff. So I think with this episode, we are officially across the three podcasts. We are up to date with excellent with all the excellent with the Spider Mans. We've we've covered it. We're good. <laughs> if you're wondering what's up next for rewind and review, take a listen to this clue. <laughs> Oh, and I'm so excited! It's uh, it's it's oh, it's going to be good, good fun to talk about such an amazing movie. Forty um, years, man! Forty can't, years! Can't believe it! Can't believe it! It's crazy. Yeah, you were at the premiere, weren't you? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My hairline says yes. Whoa! But um, but no, no, Jay. So I was not. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been another rewind and review. See you on our next trip. See ya. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.